The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What is going on, guys? My name is Josh. Welcome to the Barca Bloodgrounders podcast. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend of football, doing whatever you need to do before the holidays really kick into gear this week. Um, we're not going to have a podcast on Wednesday uh, because it is Christmas, and I will be spending time with my family. Hope you are spending time with uh, with people you care about this holiday season, um, regardless of what you celebrate. So. Before we, you know, take a little break for the holiday season, let's do one last podcast, talk a little bit about Barcelona stuff before the holiday break. They are up two points in La Liga because of their 4-1 win over the weekend and over Alves. And then um, Real Madrid had a 0-0 draw against Atletico Bilbao at the Bernabeu. And that puts them two points behind Barcelona at the break. Um, So from the 4-1 Alves win... It's obviously a good win. I, I think for me, the biggest, so I think there's two takeaways. I do want to say Barcelona did finish 2019 at um, unbeaten at the Camp Nou. Uh, they had 24 wins, four draws, and zero losses. That's the first time they've done that since 2011. Credit to BR Football for that stat. The, the two things of note from this match that I want to talk about, the first thing is... I want to talk about Antoine Griezmann. So he scored his seventh Liga goal of the season. He he's really starting to vibe with Messi. Um, we wrote about this on the site, and over the last I'd say like three weeks, especially, but even over the last two weeks, we've seen the interchange between Griezmann, Messi, and the midfield overall really, really come together and seems fluid, as opposed to kind of awkward and a little bit forced. Um, Renato was always a a proponent of being patient with Griezmann, and I think you're seeing that pay off when you spend this much. And I, Griezmann to me is different than a Dembele or a Coutinho. Like I guess because of age. Although I don't, I'm gonna look this up while I'm talking, but I don't know if him and Coutinho are actually all that different in age. But when you spend that much money on a player, old or young, they deserve time, right? And I think like someone. It would have been shocking if Griezmann didn't work out. Uh, Griezmann's actually only a year older than Coutinho. Um, actually, less than that. It's like it's like nine months. Anyways, so I guess Coutinho and uh, Griezmann are kind of perfect. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. The, the, they're perfect examples of how it, it can go one way and how it can go the other way, right? Like you see with with Griezmann how patience paid off, right? It was just a matter of getting worked into the offense, figuring out how how Messi likes to function. Because I think learning to play with Messi, even though he is one of the greatest footballers of all time, he is so unique that it's a little bit 
difficult to learn how to play with him, right? Like it's a little bit like learning to play with LeBron in the NBA. Like they're so talented and they're so unique that the way they play can sometimes throw you off a little bit. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? It just takes time and some players are more adept at it than others. Griezmann, to me, if you had asked me like three years ago, hey, who's more likely to be capable of playing with Messi? Is it Antoine Griezmann or is it Philippe Coutinho? I would have genuinely thought that Coutinho's play style was more well-suited to complement and play with Messi than Griezmann. Obviously, that was wrong. Griezmann is really figuring things out, and I think you're seeing how Messi and his interchange and how they work off of each other and how Messi's creativity is feeding Griezmann. And I think over the weekend you saw you saw that link up that um that I don't think it resulted in a goal, but there was like a back heel pass and Messi was in the box and yeah, it didn't, res- it didn't result in a goal from what I remember unless I'm tripping, but I think you're seeing Griezmann really just play well. The combination play between the two is incredible. Uh, it's, it's very encouraging to see. I think if you're a Barcelona fan heading into 2020, some big champions league matches, two points ahead in La Liga, but either way, you're very excited about, um, about how things are going for the Griezmann supporters out there. So we're going to talk. So the second thing I wanted to talk about, and then we'll get to this after a short break, is Arturo Vidal, his performance over the weekend, and the the transfer rumors. Um, yeah, we're going to get to that and a couple more news things right after this a very, very, very short break. Thanks. All right, and we're back. So... Barcelona's schedule, they don't play another match till January 4th. It's against Espanyol. It is away. So they have some time off, right? The, the January transfer window is going to kick into full gear. And one of the main names that has been continually popping up is Arturo Vidal and Ivan Rakitic. So Rakitic has gotten a good run of play recently. Over the weekend, the entire midfield changed up. It was Arturo Vidal, Sergei Busquets after he missed El Clasico due to a fever, and then Carlos Alenia. So I want to talk about two of these midfielders. I want to talk about Vidal. So Vidal has actually scored in his last five shots on goal. Um, He's just playing really well. Like the, the Barcelona midfield is crowded. He has more goals this season than the rest of Barcelona's midfield combined. Uh, De Jong and Busquets have one, and then Rakitic and Alenia both have zero. The The goal production obviously isn't necessarily what you... Like I think you, you accept it with Vidal, but that's not necessarily the main thing that you, that you keep for Vidal, right? So there's not a ton of financial benefit to selling Vidal in the January transfer window, right? Like Inter Milan continue to kind of sneak around. And I I don't know why Barcelona would sell him. I guess the only reason in my mind that you would sell either Rakitic or Vidal in the January transfer window is to kind of quiet things down a little bit. And I think you've both, you've both seen them quiet like a, a tiny bit. Uh, <laughs> although... <laughs> So Vidal did have some quotes. I'm going to read them. He was asked about the January transfer window. And he said, I'm, quote, I'm not thinking about my future, even less now that I'm on holiday. My agent is handling it. I'm super calm and happy at Barcelona. Then we'll see when I get back. It's not me who decides whether or not to play. And in my case, I will always help Barcelona. And people know my value. That makes me calm. Uh, <laughs> it's cool, I guess. Um Vidal isn't necessarily someone to be quiet. The 
the reports are seeming to suggest that Barcelona don't want to sell him in January. And Jill wrote a good piece on the site talking a couple of reasons why they wouldn't sell him financial and then tactical. I think, I think I like the tactical version more, right? Cause Rakitic and Vidal obviously both bring different things to the pitch in both of them. There's not really a huge financial upside to selling either of them in January. What you're going to lose with Vidal in particular is the physical presence and someone who brings like he brings this flair and personality that's different than anyone else in the Barcelona pitch like Suarez I guess has a little bit of it but Vidal is just this unique bowling midfielder that's so talented and you've seen him score goals and I just it would be weird to get rid of him in this in this this particular Barcelona season it, w- it would be strange to get rid of someone like him especially with like we're going to talk about in a second Carlos Alenia and his January future being a little bit up in the air. So Barcelona are reportedly willing to let Carlos Lina decide his future over the club. They're going to let him decide over the holiday break. There's interest from Getafe and Real Betis. Um, Barcelona obviously want him for the rest of the season. Like he brings depth. He's young. So the big, the problem here is like playing time versus product not playing time versus productivity but like Alenia is going to be a valuable piece for Barcelona this year if he stays he's not going to get consistent playing time like he probably wants but he's important to the squad he brings depth he brings a lot of talent to the pitch and losing him would suck like that would it just it wouldn't be good so it does feel like he's going to depart um someone of his age is going to want to play he's not going to want to you know be a Vidal or Rakitic not that those guys are happy about it either right but I think Barcelona are more willing to let someone like Alenia go on a loan due to you know they just they need him to get playing time and I don't know it's just it's a little bit interesting to me I'm not sure I'm not sure how much different it is like you want a 21 year old to get playing time versus Vidal who's 32 like you don't necessarily care if he gets playing time you just kind of care about the financial ramifications so I don't know either way it's just a little bit interesting so that's about all I have we're going to keep this one pretty short uh there wasn't a ton of other wasn't a ton of other news um I think kind of like you know capping off this this first half of the season I think you have to be I don't know how you feel as a Barcelona fan right because on one hand like you're two points ahead in La Liga. You played well in the Champions League after, you know, a kind of a weird start. The Valverde thing is just still, I think, probably what's holding Barcelona fans back from feeling as confident as they probably should. Points of encouragement to take into the holiday break, I think, are definitely the Griezmann and Messi connection. Like Jason Pettigrove wrote how it's finally bearing fruit for Barcelona. Um, Things are really coming together for those two, and I think if you're if you're gonna you know try to take positives, Messi is still capable. Like even though in the Sociedad and the Real Madrid match, there were there were moments left to be desired, particularly in the Sociedad match, where other players didn't step up where you where you would have expected or have gotten a Messi wonder goal to kind of dig you out of something. Like you still have that problem, but I think you can be happy, right? You can be encouraged if Barcelona kind of stay. You know, going into January, like we talked about with the midfield, if they can keep this midfield happy and Valverde does a good job of rotating, like they have some midfield depth now, they're starting to get comfortable with each other. The attack with Griezmann and Messi and then Suarez is still is still figuring itself out, but it's getting there. It's looking a lot better. And then you just hope, you know, Dembele can stay healthy and or get back to being healthy. And then the, 
that you know the the back line gets back to being um gets back to being what it needs to be so i don't know i think i think you i think you should feel pretty good as a barcelona fan heading into the holiday break despite valverde so that's about all i have thanks for listening to the barcelona blogger podcast thanks for making this podcast a lot of fun to do we appreciate all the feedback be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and i will see you guys next time thanks